good to be back with you again tonight. And uh, uh, thank you for the privilege that, uh, that you've given us of just being with you in these days. We're enjoying it, enjoying our time here. And um, just uh, again, we're, we're jumping here on this session about uh, relationships and talking about what God has to say to us with regard to relationships and, and how we can apply the, the principles of his word to our life. And, and again, just, you know, realizing, recognizing that, that God has made us different and, uh, and he's done that on purpose. And, uh, and I don't know about you, but for, for one, I, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that I am a guy. I'm glad that God made me a guy. And I, I've got a list of reasons why I'm glad to be a guy. Number 10 is phone conversations are over in 30 seconds flat. Number nine, you can go to the bathroom without a support group. Never really understood that one. Uh, number eight, if someone forgets to invite you to something, he or she can still be your friend. You know, that's, that's okay. <laughs> number seven, you get extra credit for the slightest act of thoughtfulness. That's good. And guys, we need to be grateful to the men who've gone before us and set the bar really low. I appreciate that. So <clears throat> number six, gray hair and wrinkles only add character. That's, that's a blessing. Uh, number five reason I'm glad to be a guy is you can quietly watch a game with your buddy for hours without ever thinking, he must be mad at me. <laughs> we don't care. So it, it doesn't cross our mind. Uh, number four reason is the same hairstyle lasts for years, maybe even decades. I'm increasingly grateful for that because I don't, there's not a lot of options anymore. You know, I mean, there's only so much I can do. Uh, number three reason is that your pals can be trusted never to trap you with. So notice anything different? We don't do that to each other. Uh, the number two reason I'm glad to be a guy is you can drop by to see a friend without having to bring a little gift. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's another one of those rules I just don't understand. And, and the number one reason that I'm glad to, to be a guy is that if another guy shows up at a party wearing the same outfit as you, you just might become lifelong friends. So, you know, for ladies, that's, uh, that's it's just it's devastating, you know, and they, and for guys, we're like, dude, you're a sharp dresser, you know, and uh, it's a bonding moment for us. But uh, uh, um, seriously, I, 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 you know, God has created us the way that he has, and he's done it on purpose. And we want to take a look again tonight at one, of, one another ways in which we can apply the principles of God's word to our relationships and, and in so doing, make him look good to those who are watching. So let's have a word of prayer and we'll, we'll dive in here. Father, thank you for, um, for bringing these folks out again tonight. And thank you for the, the privilege of one another. God, sometimes we take for granted uh, the relationships you've allowed in our lives. And think about some of our brothers and sisters who are around the world um, who would love to have the opportunity to fellowship together like we do. And so, God, we just we want to pause and thank you for that. And we also want to, um, we want to, we want to steward that um, and those relationships well, uh, what you've trusted to us uh, with regard to the people that you've uh, placed in our lives. Lord, help us to, to manage those, those things well, I pray. God, would you help me just to speak clearly tonight? Help us to have a good time together. Help us to learn and grow. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, um, you know, we talked on Sunday about the purpose of relationships, which is to make God look good, to demonstrate him to the world. And then tonight we're going to talk about, or last night we talked about loving one another and, and uh, that first step and how Jesus said that's the divining characteristic of, uh, of our relationships. And as, as followers of Jesus, that, that that should be characteristic of our life. So tonight uh, we're going to look at another aspect of this, and, and it, it has to do with the, the issue of respect. All right, if you want to turn your, your uh, book to page 46, 
Uh, we're going to look at this issue of respect. When I, when I first started teaching these principles, I would teach on Monday night to the men about loving, loving their wives the way Christ has loved the church. And on, on Tuesday night, I would talk to the ladies primarily about respect and uh, you know how Ephesians tells us that, that wives should respect or honor their husbands and, and just kind of looking at that from that perspective. But, but the more I've, I've talked about this, these things and, and the more I've dealt with, with relationships across the board, uh, I realize that, that both of those things are, are you know, have, they, they permeate into all of our relationships, regardless of gender, regardless of uh, our, our marital status or whatever. And so that's why we, we want to look at these in, in, uh, collectively. And so, so I want to start by looking at um, just this, this idea of respect. And I, w- I was reading in uh, Romans 12 a while back in, in, um, and uh, just in my devotional time. And, I, and a verse stood out to me that I'd, I'd never seen before. I think maybe I was reading in a, a different translation than I had read through previously. And, and uh, it's, it's in Romans 12. Romans 12, the Apostle Paul, you know, re- re- exhorts us to, to not to be conformed to this world, be transformed. And, and then he kind of gives a picture of what a Christian community looks like. He talks about things that we should do, how we should behave uh, amongst one another. To, to really uh, look like Christ's followers. And he makes this statement in, in verse 10. He says this. He says, outdo one another in showing honor. And I, when, I, when I came across that, I just stopped for a moment. I thought I'd never really seen that in that light, okay? The Apostle Paul almost exhorts us to kind of have this like almost a competitive uh, uh, attitude when it comes to, to showing honor and respect, to, to really deep down... Um, rooting for and cheering for and hoping for other people's success and, and, and building them up and, and just in, in having that kind of, of attitude. And so that's why this, this, uh, this whole issue of respect is, is so important uh, for us. So we want, we want to look at this. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is um, just in this, this issue of respect is, is who needs my respect, okay? Or according to God's word, who, who am I instructed to or commanded to respect? Now, now, let me pause and just say here, and we're not talking about who deserves our respect. There are people in our lives that we may, you know, interact with that, that you know, from our perspective may not deserve to be respected. We talk a, a lot about um, respect being something that's earned. And I, I believe that. I believe I should work to earn the respect of, of my wife and my children and, and uh, the, this team that I'm a part of. I, I, sh- I should live in such a way that, that would... Uh, that, that I, would, I could earn that. But when it, when it comes to giving respect, God doesn't talk about uh, respecting people who deserve it. And so we want to look at, at who needs our respect according to God's Word, okay? The first person on this list is, is your boss, all right? 1 Timothy 6.1 says this, all slaves, and many of you are going, that's right, okay? You got that part right, Jimmy. All slaves should show full respect for their masters, so they will not bring shame on the name of God and his teaching. All right, that's another way of saying we need to show respect for our employers so that we can make God look good. Probably many of us in, in our workplaces are known uh, to, as being believers. We're known uh, as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. And people are watching us to see how we're responding to different scenarios and situations. And, and how we react to the, our employers is going to reflect on the name of Christ. The next on this, this list is, ladies, your husband. All right? Again, I referenced that a minute ago. Ephesians 5, 
33 that talks about uh, wives in the way that, just in the way that husbands should love their wives, wives should respect, wives should honor their husband. This is, this is the amplified version. I like how this is, is rendered. It says this, And let the wife see that she respects and reverences her husband, that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, venerates and esteems him, that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. And all the guys are going, I have got to get me an amplified Bible because uh, <laughs> there's not a man in here who doesn't want to be uh, uh, treated that way and, 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 and considered that way. And, and, and let me say this, ladies. This is something that may be hard for you to really uh, understand, but you have no idea the influence you have on us as men uh, when it comes to the way that you um, see us, the way that you honor and respect us. I've talked to so many men in, in so many different relational contexts who, who say this, this is such an important truth. And, and, uh, and, and guys who've said, you know, I would not be where I am today. And I can say that in my life. I would not be who I am. Many of you know me and are saying, amen, Jimmy, we know that, okay? Uh, if it weren't for the, the wife that God has given me. And, and so it's, uh, you know, this is, this is a, again, a very important thing when it comes to that. Okay, next on, on this list, who needs um, uh, my respect is, is my wife, guys, all right? Our, our wives. 1 Peter 3, 7 says this. It says, in, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. That's that verse we talked about last night that I don't like very much, okay? She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. The, our, our wives are, are uh, they are, get this, our wives are daughters of the King of Kings, all right? And we need to see them that way and we need to honor them that way. And I, I want to say this, I think there's a lot that's been done, you know, in the past that, that, that has, it has um, distorted the image of God by the way Christian men have treated women. And I think it's about time for us as men to, to start to change that narrative by showing respect and honor uh, to, to our wives and to the women that God has placed uh, around us, okay? Next on this list those is uh, those who disagree with me. Whoops, wasn't clicking, now it's clicking. Okay, for those who disagree with me, all right? First uh, Peter 3 again says this, and if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. There's a lot being said in, in these days about apologetics, okay? You can, you can read a lot about it. I've, I listen to a podcast uh, when we travel a lot of times that's it, uh, all about apologetics. And, and I believe that we need to know what we believe and we need to know why we believe what we believe. We, we need to be rooted in God's Word and we need to, to be able to speak to the things that we say we believe in. But get this, this the, the next part of this, okay? Always be ready to explain it, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. I think one of the, one of the ways in which I see this, um, this principle just, uh, just totally ignored and, and, um, and um, just not applied to our lives is, is regard to social media. When you see how Christians talk um, about people that they disagree with, whether it's, whether it's political issues or sometimes even one another, um, uh, there's, it, it, just, it disheartens me 
when, when I hear a, a Christian, a Christian leader speaking about somebody with whom they disagree and doing it in a, in a demeaning and a dishonoring way. That's, that's not of Christ. All right? And we're, we're going to disagree. Listen, if we haven't established anything in the, these couple days, I hope we've learned this, that we're different. We come from different perspectives. We have different experiences. We, we, we have different um, um, ways of, of viewing different things. And, and that, that's okay. Different does not mean wrong all the time. It, it just means different. And, and, and so we're, we're going to uh, have ways in which we disagree with one another. That's just going to be the way it is. But we can do that in, in a way that's, that's honoring and respectful to one another. Or we can do it in a way that, that brings shame and dishonor to the name of Christ. And, and it really grieves my spirit by the way uh, I see Christians in the public sector or in, on social media um, talking uh, about one another and not dealing with situations, people we disagree with in a, in a, in a gentle and a gracious manner. Um, uh, I, was, I was reading a book a while back by Dallas Willard who was talking about uh, just, just how to handle some of these situations. And, and he said this, he said, our goal should always be to help. The, the, the goal of, of any discussion when it comes to apologetics is not to be right. It's, it's to help people find their way to Jesus. And so often we get so hung up on being right that, that, that we push people away from Christ. And, and we've, we've got to be careful. Again, I, I, I believe in truth. I believe in speaking up for truth and saying what, what's right and what we believe in. But there's, there's different ways you can do that. And some of those ways are, are honorable, honorable and respectful, and some of those are not. And we've got to watch how we do that. In Isaiah, it says of Jesus that a bruised reed he would not break and a smoldering wick he would not extinguish. I want to be like Jesus. I want to have, handle people that maybe are having a hard time finding their way to him with gentleness and with care and with kindness. Martin Luther King said this. He said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And I think as, as believers, we need to be careful uh, in the way that we are um, standing for the things that we, we believe in, say we believe in. And, and then the next on this list, who deserves my respect, who needs my respect, I should say, is governing officials. All right, I'm not even going to touch this one other than to say, again, in 1 Peter, Peter says this, respect the king. Now, if you think about it, who, was, who were the ruling authorities in Peter's day when he wrote that? Okay, the, the Herod family, all right, the, the, it's the godless uh, ruling family in, in Israel. And then probably when, when 1 Peter written, Nero was on the throne in Rome. A, a, a godless, wicked, and, and an insane person, okay? Hated, hated Christians, hated everything, okay? He was, the guy was crazy. And yet Peter says, respect the king. Respect that position. Um, several years ago, early in my, my ministry days, I was, um, I was, I was serving uh, um, un, underneath a, a guy that... Um, that I just, I struggled sometimes with, with his leadership and, and, um, and just how, how he handled different situations, a lot, of, a lot of his methodology and that kind of stuff, and just a lot of times the way he handled people and, 
And, uh, and there's a lot of times, man, he and I just butted heads. We just, we just clashed on a lot of things. And, and I, I was, I was uh, often frustrated. And, and I, I remember I, I, I sat down with a, a friend and mentor of mine one time, and I was just sharing with him uh, you know, what, what, what I was going through and, and just how frustrated I was. And I was kind of hoping he was going to, you know, just say, yeah, Jimmy, you know, that sure is tough. And, you know, you got a rough life and kind of back me up or whatever. And, and that guy's a jerk or whatever. But, but instead he said, you know what, Jimmy, I, I want you to, I want you to read through, um, first Samuel and I want you to look at David's life. And I want you to see some things about David's life. So I want to turn to, um, first Samuel chapter 24, and um, we're going to look at just one, one kind of glimpse, one kind of picture uh, of something that's, that I, I learned along the, the way about this. 1 Samuel chapter 24, the, there's, there's a little background to this, okay? David is, is on the run from Saul. Uh, Saul's tried to kill him. And, uh, you know, David was anointed as king as a, as a little boy, and now he's you know, he's, he's grown up and, and, and Saul's trying to kill him. He's hiding in the caves. He's hiding for his life. And, and somebody finds out where David is and, and they tip Saul off and they say, hey, I know where David is. So Saul gets 3,000 men and he, and he says, Look, I'm going to get him. Okay, I'm going to take him out. So, um, so uh, let's pick up in, in verse uh, three here. All right, it says, and, and he came to the sheepfolds, by the way, where there was a cave and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now, I got I to pause here for a second, okay? I, I grew up in church, all right? I went to Sunday school. I don't ever remember a story about Saul going into a cave and relieving himself, okay? I'm sure as like a nine-year-old boy, that one would have stuck out to me. I don't remember the flannel graph for that story. Or... <laughs> Veggie Tales didn't do anything with that either. But uh... all right, so Saul went in to relieve himself. Now, David and his men... We're sitting in the uttermost parts of the cave. So, so David and his guys see Saul coming, and they back up, and they're hiding way back here in the cave. All right, and, and Saul comes in, and, uh, and, it, and it says this, And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand. You shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. So, so David's men knew that God had anointed him as king, and they, and they had said, David, someday I'm going to establish you on the throne and I'm going, to, I'm going to deliver your enemies into your hands. And they said, David, this is what God's talking about. All right? So what does David do? Then, then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now, I don't, I don't know why David didn't kill him. I don't know if he chickened out or I don't know if he just thought, you know what? This will be enough. I'll cut off the robe. I'll show him that I could have had him. And this will be, you know, this will, you know, um, accomplish the desired intent. I don't, I don't know what happened, but all he did, all he did was cut off part of Saul's robe, okay? That's, you know, I mean, in my, in my mind, I'm like, that's not, a, that's not a big deal. Watch, watch how David responds after he does this. And afterward, David's heart struck him because he had cut off a, a corner of Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. Now, at this phase in Saul's life, he was not a very uh, respect-worthy person. He was not somebody that we would look at and go, man, that's, that's, a, that's a leader that, that we should honor and respect and hold up and admire. And yet when David did this, he, he, he immediately realized this, this is God's anointed. God placed him in this position. 
And I need to honor and respect him simply because uh, of that, that position that he has. And I remember reading through this and, and some other areas in David's life where he had similar opportunities and saw how David continually respected Saul, how he tried to serve Saul, how he, he held him up and, and, uh, and uh, esteemed him. And, and God changed my heart and my perspective with regard to this guy I was doing ministry with. And, 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 I, and I, I tried to turn and, and, and work at serving him and speaking um, uh, favorably of him. And, and, and it changed the way that I, uh, I did life with him. And, uh, and I, I believe it, it says a lot to us with regard to what God wants to say about respect and, and who we should respect. God hasn't asked us to feel respect. This is, this is a command. It's an instruction. And it's a matter of obedience. Uh, I'd say there's probably many of you in here. As soon as I started talking about respect or started saying something about, you know, somebody, you know, I said slaves or whatever, and you thought about your employer or, or whatever, there's, there's, there might have been somebody who popped in your mind right away that you have a hard time dealing with, a hard time giving respect to, whether it's an, an employer or whether it's a, a, a spouse uh, or, or, or a parent, or, or who knows, okay? There's all kinds of different scenarios in here. And so I want us to kind of take an inward look and, and ask ourselves some questions about this issue of, of respect. Um, you might be sitting here thinking, hey, Jimmy, this isn't an issue for me, okay? I've dealt with this. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with respect. And if that's the case, that's fine, but let's, let's just kind of take a little quiz here and, and kind of uh, see where we are with this. How do I know if I'm not being a respectful person? All right, well, well, ask yourself this question. Do I compliment this, this other person in my life? Do I compl compliment individuals in my life as much as I, I criticize? All right, C criticism is, is fine. It's healthy. Um, um, I, I need it. So I appreciate when, when people help me along the way. So criticism is good. But is there balance? Are you constantly just criticizing and never holding up and never lifting up and encouraging? Um. Do you ever, uh, you know, pull the I told you so card? Sometimes that can be a subtle way of, of criticizing, you know. I, t I told you you shouldn't have bought that. I told you you shouldn't have married him. Uh, wh whatever, okay. Uh, do I compliment as much as I criticize? Do I compliment as much as I compare? Again, a comparison is a, a, a subtle form of disrespect if we're not, if we're not careful. I'm... Um, I'm 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 a sort of handy person, okay? I can I can fix certain things, you know, if especially if if you know somebody kind of lays things out and shows me uh, how to do them, then I you know it's a few things I can do, but I'm not I'm not really gifted when it comes to a lot of things. I, I you know I like I hate plumbing because it doesn't matter what you do, something always leaks. Am I right? You know, I, and so so but so there, there's there's certain little things around the house, and I'll be like, you know, I can tackle that one. You know, other things I'm calling you know, um, Andy or somebody and saying, get over here, you know, but, uh, but I, you know, certain things I, I'll tackle. And so we were, um, this, we, we have a home back at, uh, down in Buchanan at, at the camp property. And, and, um, and we had a, a, a leak in our shower uh, a while back. And I was, um, and so I was like, you know what, I think I can fix this. So I, I, um, I, I went, you know, to the hardware store and I got the parts and I came back and I, I took the access panel off and I'm, I'm working in there for a little bit. And, and after a while, I came back out to Lori and I said, I've got, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Um, the good news is I, I fixed the shower. Uh, the bad news is I, I broke the toilet. 
Now, in my defense, okay, the, the access panel to the, the back of the shower was like, was like this far away from the toilet. And I had this, uh, I had this uh, pipe wrench, you know, on there, and it's a little rusty, corroded pipe. And, and I'm trying to get this thing off, and it slipped, and I whacked the tank, and it cracked and started leaking. And so back to the hardware store. And, you know, I, I have friends of mine who just, they just come in, they just look at things, and it starts working, okay? I mean, you know, uh, those of you know Henry Rademacher, I mean, it's the way Henry is. He comes in and looks at stuff, and it's, it works. I don't get it, okay? But, and so if, if Lori were just to constantly compare me to some of these guys who, who are maybe more capable and gifted in these areas, that uh, could be something that could be disrespectful if I didn't feel like she was uh, holding me up and building me up in other areas. So be careful about com- uh, comparison. And then do I compliment as much as I complain? Maybe just complain about your standard of living. Ladies, maybe these things aren't, aren't quite what uh, you had hoped they were going to be when you got married and you had a different idea and it's not panning out the way you thought it was going to be. I heard this, that the successful man is one who makes more money than his wife can spend. A successful woman is one who can find such a man. So <laughs> if you got that going, that's good for you. Okay, all right, all right. So, so how do we show respect? What are some practical ways that we can just kind of show respect to people that maybe what we're struggling with? Uh, here's, here's some things we can do. One is just show acceptance. Accept people for who they are. Um, Another, another kind of issue of, of mine, fault of mine, is I'm forgetful. I, just, I, just, I, I forget things, and, you know, I, I, I work at it, but it's just it's a, it's a struggle of, of mine. And we were, um, you know, it was, it was a while back, we were, we were at camp, and, and, um, and I came home one day, and, and Lori said, hey, before dinner, would you mind uh, running to the store and picking up a couple things? And I was like, you know, hey, yeah, sure. So I jumped in the car and started heading to town, and, and I looked down and saw the fuel gauge was almost on, on empty. You know, so I pulled in the gas station and filled up with gas and got back in the car and went home. <laughs> Somewhere between the pump and the getting back in the car, I forgot the mission, okay? And so as soon as I pulled in the driveway, I was like, ah, shoot, you know, and called Lori, I'll be a few more minutes, you know, and, and, uh, and that's just kind of who I am. And, and Lori has, has, has learned to just accept me for, for that. And I, I, you know, I, I work at it. It's not, I try not to let that be an excuse. I, I, I make lists and I, you know, I, I, I make reminders and things. And, and sometimes, and, you know, it's, it's something we kind of laugh at, but it, but it can be a real source of, of conflict and frustration. My, my wife is, is super gifted when it comes to details and administration, and, and she doesn't forget much. And so, you know, so it, it can be kind of a, a, a tough situation. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm leaving and she's like, no, remember today to do such and such. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's on the list. And she goes, that, that gives me no hope, you know, because <laughs> I don't know if you'll look at the list, you know, and, and, and it's true. I may or, or may not. And so um, anyway, but, but accepting people for who they are. And again, recognizing that people are different. Different doesn't mean wrong. It just means different. We need to understand that. Um, another thing is, is to show admiration. Focus on uh, the other person's positive attributes. Ladies, there had to have been something early on that attracted you to your husband, okay? All right, maybe you have to go back a little bit to think about that, what that was. But, but uh, think of those things and, and verbalize those. We need to hear them, Okay. We, we need to hear you say that in, 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 in front of uh, our children, in front of other, other people, and, and, and make a point to verbalize that. If, if, you know, if there's somebody you're struggling to show respect to, just find one positive quality about that person 
and make it a point to verbalize it to them in, in some way. All right. I, I've yet to meet anybody that didn't have at least one thing that, that you could compliment and, 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 uh, and, and show respect about. And, and so, so just find out what that is and verbalize it. I was, um, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, college basketball fan. And uh, uh, Wilson and I both like Tar Heels, so we're that's, we're in good company. Anyway, so um, uh, I, um, well, we're not good in company here. We're in good company with one another. Anyway, so uh, um, uh, where was I going? Oh, I like college basketball, and I was watching a game a few years ago, and uh, and one of the announcers said this. He said the four best words in coaching are "do more of that," and I stopped and I thought about that, and I thought that is so true in life. I am I am way more motivated by somebody who says, hey, Jimmy, I saw that. Good job. Way to go. Do that again. Way, way more motivated to, to keep trying about something than when somebody's always harping on me, you know, and, and pushing me and pointing out the things that I'm not doing well at. And if you see something in somebody's life and you see them making an effort, uh, verbalize that to them. Ladies, your, your husband comes home and he's dog tired and he goes out and throws the ball with the kids or sits down and helps them with their homework or something. Man, honey, I appreciate that about you. Thank you for what you do for our family. That'll go a long way in showing honor and respect. And then the, the last thing here in, in this, this list is, is um, adaptability. This goes back to what we talked about in Philippians 2 yesterday about um, um, considering other people's interests. Again, learning the art of asking questions and, and, and knowing what people care about and, and, uh, and, and joining in those things with them. And uh, and and that can that can be a, a big thing. I, when Lori and I first got married, you know, we you know we've kind of talked through some things that we felt is important that one another we know about each other. And and one of the things I told her was that that March Madness is a holiday. Okay, the whole month. All right, you know. And so uh, you know, it's it's that's a big deal. And so I, I you know I let her know that. Would, and 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 she's she's what she's done is she's kind of made this whole whole thing like a like a big big event for our family. You know, and those, those first two days where it's like 36 solid hours of basketball, you know, and, and you go, you know, she'll, we'll stock the fridge with, with pop and, and she'll make snacks and we decorate the house with, you know, our favorite team's colors, whatever. And, and, uh, and, it, and it's just kind of this, this big family bonding time. And uh, I remember when my, my uh, son Austin got married, uh, shortly after he got married, he sent me a picture of, he had a Nerf hoop in his home. And he said, Dad, it's a Herdklotz home now. We're ready for March Madness. You know, and it, it's something that's, that's brought our family together. And sometimes we have those kinds of things, and they just kind of like, well, that's my thing, and that's her thing, and, and we kind of each do our thing. But, but finding out what people care about, you know, and, and, and joining in, diving in, adapting ourselves to those things. <clears throat> so here's our homework for tonight, okay? Choose one thing that you admire or appreciate about somebody, somebody that you're struggling with. If nobody pops to your mind, then, then, then uh, your husband, your wife, maybe, maybe a parent or somebody, just, just, just make a point to choose at least one thing about somebody else and verbalize that to them at sometime in the next 24 hours. When we come back together tonight, tomorrow night, just be able to say, hey, yeah, that, that guy, that boss, that, that, uh, that, that person that I have a hard time with. I was able to find one thing, and I was able to show them uh, respect and honor. Listen to this. This is, a, again, this is Dallas Willard says this. If you want to really experience the flow of love as never before, the next time you're in a competitive situation, pray that the others around you will be more outstanding, 
more praised and more used of God than yourself. Really pull for them and rejoice in their success. Get this, if Christians were universally to do this for each other, the earth would soon be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, thank you for, um, again, your word, which gives us um, gives us uh, handles and instruction and ways in which we can go about making you look good in the various relationships that you brought into our life. God, these are these are difficult things. It's it's hard to love people the way you have loved us. Sometimes it's hard to show respect to to certain people in our lives who who, who we may not feel deserve it. God, help us to understand that ultimately um, we're showing respect and honor to you, and that we our desire is to make you look good. We want to give the world a uh, an accurate picture of who you are. Help us as we try to do this as we show respect to the people you brought into our lives. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.